0: What's up Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast hosted by yours truly Eve Gigi where we talk all things health related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information as well as hopefully clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve, Gigi, and Dr. Wes Hendricks, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as dig into all sorts of health misinformation. Today, we have a very special guest, a good friend. Um There's just going to be so many fun, fun things we're going to talk about today. I really can't wait to dig into it. This is Mr. Wayne Mulligan. Say hello, Wayne.
1: Eve, Wes, how are you?
0: Yeah, we're we're doing great. So um, I'm going to let Wayne dig into his own story, but I'll just, I'm going to get him warmed up and start, you know, I want to talk a little bit about how we met and kind of, you know, yeah, the story a little bit. Okay. So... Um, Wayne, I'm sure he's like a mind was a former patient and he's just one of those patients that when we came in, in the beginning was a little bit hard of a cell, right? We got in, we did the evaluation, but through, it's kind of the power of physical therapy through that hour evaluation, even from that first time we spent, there was instantly just some sort of like unspoken bond, unspoken relationships that we both had, like a common understanding. And I was able to, I was lucky enough to be able to work with him for months, maybe even years. Yeah. And through the kind of physical therapy relationship developed a really great like personal business, multi-faceted relationship. And, and I just think Wayne's a really interesting guy, brings a lot of value. And we almost, we went on multiple journeys in health you know, whether it was through nutrition, whether it was through exercise, talked about squatting, like I just learned a lot of things, just we learned a lot of things together, you know. So um, Wayne also has a very interesting story as far as his NFL career and um multiple other things that he's done is like not just NFL stuff but let's just start with that maybe you know also a Clemson grad I forgot to add that that's gonna oh be- gosh, Ch- they- Charleston people are gonna love that's that huge. it's huge yeah our listeners just increased by 45 percent so um maybe like let's just get started like how did you get into football like where did that passion come from then you went to Clemson, on to NFL. Maybe just give us a, a quick, I mean, I think it's an interesting story. Tell us about it. Linda.
1: Well, I, you know, just to ask how I got started, um, you know, I guess, I don't know. I was just a typical kid a long time ago. We won't say how, but I'm 71. I was 71 May May 5th. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the exposure to, to sports and athletics and the uh, uh, just from the general public is, I mean, it, it wasn't what it is now, needless to say. So, uh, but, but I, you know, as a kid, I mean, I just, uh, you know, watched baseball, football, basketball, and lacrosse. I'm originally from Maryland, so I was involved in all those sports. And the one that I guess I, I jettisoned from the quickest was baseball. I, I never, I, you know, I wasn't very good at the plate, and um, I didn't want to get hit, but I didn't mind hitting. So I was I was in football basketball I loved playing basketball and I wanted to dunk as soon as I understood the game even though I was maybe in the sixth or seventh grade
0: were you able to dunk
1: no not in the sixth or seventh grade no no actually I think I was a sophomore in high school or whatever but um, and you
0: you dunked as a sophomore yeah high school. yeah I had, well I think I dunked
1: the volleyball because yeah. my hands were so small but anyway I you know I just I loved you know I just enjoyed being outside um, you know loved the games. Um, you know, I, I started playing, I guess, sandlot football when I was in sixth or seventh grade. Uh, lacrosse, as I said, I was in, I think I started in baseball when maybe I was eight or nine years old. And then I, I think by the eighth grade, I don't remember how old you were in the eighth grade, 12 years old. That's the first time I played lacrosse. Loved it, fell in love with the game. It's a great game, fun game to play, great game to practice. Same with basketball. Football is the most difficult game to play in practice, it's the most work which is why I say, you know, for young kids to be playing contact football and, you know, 11-on-11 football is, I mean, I, you know, it's not the end of the world. I don't think we're destroying children or their health, but it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I think, a better way and a better process is to, you know, to, to, to play like they do in Texas where they have these uh, seven-on-seven leagues where there are really basically no offensive and defensive linemen. It's all like passing schemes or running backs. Wide receivers, quarterback, and then cornerbacks, linebackers. And so there's not a lot of hitting at a young age where it becomes A, it could become dangerous, but B, it's also it's a lot of work. So if you, especially if you have a kid who's, you know, physically more mature at age 10, 11, 12 years old than the average kids, so I mean, he dominates, which is not good for either one. Right. Like yeah. the pros outweigh the cons. <clears> yeah. Cause I remember, ahead. I remember when I went to high school, believe it or not, there were a couple guys on scholarships one of which was a quarterback. And I mean, this kid looked like he was about 18 years old, which looked like a, that was a man to me in those days. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shaved and everything, but it, the kid, he never progressed. It's like he was completely mature. I'm not saying that's correct. At age 14. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that, that was an unusual circumstance. But anyway, the, the point is that I've always loved um, being involved. And as you become more involved, and we can speak to that, yeah. Um,
0: so you did multi-sports, too. Like, I think that's kind of important even to focus on. Like, when did you decide to – did you focus in high school or you played multiple sports even throughout high school?
1: Yeah, I played multiple sports in high school. And, I, and, and really, I, the sport I'm, I'm smiling, I say that I love the most now, and, and, and although I don't play it anymore just because of my back. But, I mean, I'll play it in terms of, you know, like a series of pickup games. is basketball. Yeah, you always to, to talk up, about that. Yeah. It's just like oh, a, Yeah. Well, basketball yeah. to me, I, I said if you like it. If you can play basketball, which requires great body control, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. you still have to have toughness and you have to have physical ability, but it requires not only knowing the game, but it, your body control. If, and then you like to hit. Well, you know, you, you can you can get the footwork balance, et cetera, in basketball, and then you translate that to football lacrosse. And I think I did that. Cool. and I love playing basketball, but I ended up focusing on lacrosse, really lacrosse and football in high school. And I had the opportunity to go to school for either one of them, but I ended up, You know, accepting an offer from Clemson University and a scholarship to Clemson, and while Clemson was a lot different than it is now, uh, for sure, what isn't? But uh, it was a great school, um, big-time program, and we played. uh, It was the ACC, which wasn't then what it is now, but we played Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia Tech. (coughs) Excuse me, Southern Cal. When you uh, in my sophomore year, we played out at Southern Cal in the Coliseum, which was like you know, I was like I couldn't believe I was there. Sure. So you know, were you
0: center? Like you say, you played center. Were yeah, you center back then as well.
1: Well, I actually it was an end in sandlot football. It was an end in my freshman year of high school, and then the first year, <clears throat> my first year of attending summer camp with all the big boys. I remember this is high school, but to me they were like men, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. guys who were juniors and seniors. And I'm like, just a sophomore. I'm like, wow. Um, one of the coaches was reading off all the names of the different guys at camp. And, of course, as I said, you're sophomores, sophomore, so this is your first one, so you're nervous as can be. And the way I became a center was, was a guy named Milt Holstein was reading off the names, and he gets to the end, and I'm like standing there. I never heard my name. And he goes, oh, yeah, Mulligan, you go with the centers. So Daniels, I don't know why and how they decided that they were going to try me there because, I mean, they didn't know anything about me. I guess they saw me play. Freshman football, but why? Sure. Why, why they moved me over to the center? I don't know. Maybe they had a, they had a plethora yes. of ends. Uh, I don't know, but that's how I became a center.
0: Interesting. And Obviously, rest, that was a good choice, though. I mean, <laughs> it took you really far. So, well, was, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't
1: know if, yeah, I don't know if I was excited about it at the moment or at the time when it happened, but you know, you just, in those days, and I, I don't, and I can't get in the minds of young people today, but I can be on the outside and watch, you know, what's what's stuck into their minds. A lot of which is not true, and it's a lot of it's just to right. use them. I mean, I, I wasn't thinking of playing the NFL or going to college or that, but that was about as close for me as it would be to go to Mars, you know. And, um, but, you know, you went on with it. You played. I mean, you, you, you endured. Sometimes when I look back at what we had working for us, which was basically no water breaks, no, 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 nothing like Gatorade, a lot of rocks in the field. I mean, every day on the field that we practiced on, we would have to pick up at least one helmet full of rocks, as you walked off the field and dumped them, <clears throat> you know that was a requirement. So, right, uh, and I'm not trying to say we were Neanderthal. <laughs> Notchalantly
0: to say that, like that's kind of yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean, we weren't Neanderthal, and, and I'm I'm really happy that things have improved, which they have. But right. it was just a different. From that perspective, it was much different in terms of what you had to do, the work ethic of it, the um, you know the the lack of specifics in, in terms of diet you and I yeah. will speak about later oh, yeah, are, in yeah. terms of weight training, all this stuff that they have today to me should not only to not only what they have, but the fact that there's two generations from me, because, you know, kids in their twenties now can be my grandchildren. Um, you would expect that people would be a lot better. They should be better because they have an opportunity to be much better. Plus yeah. they're two generations larger.
0: I've got so two questions for that. The first one, did you guys do any form of like, <clears throat> off the field training or flexibility or weight training or squatting or anything like that was everything just grinding on the field, hitting, you know, sports specific stuff.
1: Mostly everything you did was exactly as you said, it was on the field. It was in it, either in lacrosse football or in basketball. Obviously it was in a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had a weight. I think, yeah, they had a weight room. Calvert Hall is Calvert Hall high school. is the name Calvert Hall college high school was the name of the it was an all boys Catholic school. Um, they had a weight room, um, we, I don't, I don't know that we had mandatory weight sessions. I had one of the things that there were many things that, that I was fortunate to have experienced. I had some great coach. Actually I would say with no disrespect to anyone between there and my career in the NFL, um, they were never better coaches than I had in high school. These guys were so far, they were so far ahead of, I mean, they were doing stuff that Alabama was doing then in terms of, in terms of flexibility in terms of quickness in terms of re, hand, hand you know, reactions uh, and even in terms of lifting um and, and i had you know my i don't remember it probably was probably was 150 pounds maybe that i had it home with an old-fashioned bar that i used to work out with and so a lot of, you know obviously it's it's nothing where it is now and, and again the results are evident that uh, it's it's come a long way but you know typically yes it was it was the grind of playing the game, you know, understanding the, you know, the tech, learning some technique, whatever they could teach you mm-hmm. and, um, and just be the guy in front of you. Sure.
0: So the, the second question, perfect segue, <laughs> is what do you feel? I know sometimes it's hard to look introspectively, but maybe, you know, you've gotten some feedback. What was the differentiator between you and maybe some of the other guys that didn't make it to that next level? There had to be something that you did that they didn't some sort of, I would assume some sort of mindset or, or, you know, it's not luck. We know that. So where, what was a differentiator in your opinion? I know, like I said, hard sometimes.
1: Well, obviously, I had some God-given talent, and I'm thankful for that. But I had to do something with it. And I'm not trying to say that in a braggadocio way. But, I, you know, you had to put it in motion. You had to do something. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, I'd like to say it was mindset, but it really wasn't. I mean, at least initially, it wasn't maybe by the time I was a junior or senior in college, it was definitely it was becoming that. Mm -hmm. But you know, you just don't think of there was no real, you know, focus or, you know, education or training on your attitude, your mindset other than, I mean, you got hurt, They, they they'd walk over and just almost kicking, you say, you're not hurt, get up. Whether, no, matter, no matter what happened to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And just because it, that's just the way stuff was and people were a lot tougher and they were overall generally tougher, which I think is what our culture is sadly misses in terms of respect, right. in terms of, I mean, children look up, parents look up to children. It's not like it was when I, I mean, a, a lot of things that have become psychological or motivational or in reverse right. from what I played. While they didn't have maybe the understanding and technique they had the basics and they had respect from you to them. And, um, you know, it was it was a grind, it was tough, but, but how I, I, I you know, part of it was perseverance. I mean, you know, part of it's showing up every day in life. Okay. I mean, right. you know, you, you, you certainly want to be a little more sophisticated and a little more um, productive than showing up. But in those days you didn't have a lot of, you, you'd have to try and do it yourself. <laughs> Like basketball, and I love it. If it snowed in the wintertime and you couldn't get an indoor court, they just weren't available. I mean, we would literally have snow shovels and go shovel off a court and play basketball. So you had to want it yourself. And Some of that um, stuff
0: must have helped you too, like just the quickness of of playing basketball and doing those different sports. Oh, I, yeah. That, that's, you know? I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't trade that for anything. Same with lacrosse, but especially basketball. It, it gave you good footwork yeah. and well, balance. You said body
0: control, right? How yeah, footwork, is... balance,
1: body control. If you don't have that, you, I mean, you're not going to make it. Very far in anything in terms of athletics, you know, you just you have to have that. Then it, well, it really starts with the intellect. If you don't understand the game and yep. understand yourself and, and, and have that approach to it, which I didn't consciously have that approach, but I believe I did, you yeah. know, subconsciously. Somehow that it. was already
0: ingrained in your DNA. Yeah, well, my parents. That. I mean,
1: I had great parents who were not formally educated, but they were great parents to me. Um, they I had a great Catholic education. I wouldn't trade for anything. So when you stepped down the line, you literally got whacked, and I mean whacked, and you know, and everybody expected it. And, and when you got in trouble in school, your parents weren't, you know, asking for the teachers to be sued and removed. They were, they were giving you more trouble than the school did, right? Which right. is, and I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. So I think those are fundamental things that really drove you to be disciplined and tough. And and uh, you know, by the time I was a senior and heavily, and I would say, you know, reasonably recruited, heavily recruited. I don't know either one, but there were a lot of people that would. Spoke Actually, the first time I was recruited, anybody who spoke to me, was after a big game in my sophomore year in lacrosse. And I started as a sophomore as an attackman on lacrosse. And I had a, 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 a gentleman named, um, what was his name? I forgot his name. Colonel Webb. Yeah, Colonel Webb. Came over to me and wanted, somebody said, this man who wants to speak to you. He's from West Point. I'm like, huh? And he came over and said, you know, you've enjoyed watching me. You know, they'd love to talk to me more. They're very serious about recruiting me for West Point. They think I'm a fine person and I'm, I'm like you know i i mean i would like well, were you
0: quicker I, I, than everybody or just like stronger i mean you're a big guy now right you're a big stature well, position
1: yeah i was i was certainly taller and had a lot of room to gain a lot of weight i was like probably six two if not six three then and most attackmen were smaller uh lacrosse players were not as big as football players typically even though some lacrosse players as myself or excuse me football players by the cross or the reverse however you want to look at it. but you know i i again i i I think I I had God given talent. I mean, I, I I think I was very well coordinated. I mean, I know I was fast because I wanted to be fast. Like I wanted to jump, so I would practice on. Spr- I hated to run distances, which lacrosse you had. But anytime you could run a sprint, I'd who's the fastest dude on this team, and I would line up next to him because I'd want to try right and to doing that and at six him. two
0: six three is a very interesting like yeah. combination of skill sets right And, there, I, and I want And I want to, I'd
1: want to try and beat him. So yeah. I think those things helped me, and then. Of course, then you take the next step. If, if I should progress in, in this conversation we're please having do. now, the next step was you show up at Clemson. And, you know, you see the depth chart when you get there and you're ready to go, Mom, Dad, don't leave. Don't leave, please, man. <laughs> this ain't going to work. First of all, it's about 850 degrees. yeah, And I hate the heat to play football in. Second is... Right, Maryland
0: were, to Clemson. Yeah, it's there, kind of, were, there yeah. were
1: six others. There were, I think, either six others or six. Let's say there were six centers, including me. So I'm going to say, five other guys? They like over-recruited. They had like 110 guys on scholarship, whatever. Oh wow. And I'm looking, I'm going, are you and I'm the i I'm the lightest guy. And the biggest guy's name was Igor Yumansky from <laughs> Western <laughs> Pennsylvania. And he was like six four, two fifty five. And I'm going, Igor, that's I'm, 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 but I'm done. I'm this is over. Yeah. One, I mean, I, these guys are gonna beat me to death. Sure. Well, I ended up starting my freshman year. Your freshman, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. well, that, well, that's well. When I played, you had freshman sports. You did not play varsity. Oh, okay. You still had, you still could redshirt, but you had three years of eligibility. Which, after your freshman year, you would then move up to varsity sports. So that was only, you know, freshman and varsity sports. Oh,
0: okay. I know
1: that. So freshmen did not play in any sport. They all played freshman ball. Okay. So I started. Igor flunked out. Uh, they moved him. To, they moved into to about six different. He was just, he was a great guy, he was a funny guy, like a cupcake. I mean, he just you know, he was he was he, he wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. So the name and the stature was like, oh my god, this guy's going to kill people, and he did the opposite. So, you know, you never can tell. And then in my sophomore year, I moved. You know, you, you, now you're with the big boys. You go up to varsity. Your first spring practice, and I'm going, this is this is crazy. I end up starting my sophomore year, I and was, I was only like 200 and little, maybe 205 pounds. We had a split end that was as heavy as I was. And, um, and I just found out it, it, last year, actually two years, I think it's two years ago now, I was an honorary captain at one of the games, which was great. And there's a whole bunch of stuff and functions that happened that weekend, media-wise, whatever. And the night before, there was a dinner, and, and one of the guys who puts us together, told me something I didn't even know as he was announcing to everybody that I, I, myself and another guy, another center, and his name is Jeff Bostick, who played in the NFL. We tied for the most starts out of anybody in that position in the school. Oh, wow. So every But every game I played, I started. Right. So you can't start any more than that. Now that they play 12 games, obviously you can start more, but... Yeah, sure. But anyway, it, it, you know, you, you just, you move, it happens, you, you, you get an opportunity uh, that you have to have, and I mean you know the first time I talked to her, not you know the first time I talked to a Pro Scout was spring practice of my junior between my junior and senior year you know your junior year is fall and then that spring uh, which was I guess 1969 not 68 um, hopefully there's somebody listening who was around the 1960s because I know, I know, <laughs> maybe, you, maybe I, know I, I know you guys were We have no idea Yeah right what's 1968 but anyway yeah. um the first guy I ever saw, i mean, I'm not thinking of you know the NFL. And there are guys that, that you know graduated before me that, that were drafted, and some made it and some didn't. And um, some guy from the Green Bay Packers who I actually happen to have a very close relationship with—a guy named Mark Murphy, he's the president and CEO. He's a fabulous guy, former player, president, CEO of the Packers, of the right, Packers now? right now. Yeah, oh, okay. The Packers are a publicly held company; you can buy stock in Green Bay. So he functions as an owner. He's with all the owners' meetings, and he's the guy. He's a great, great guy. But anyway. So this guy's talking to me. Just said, you know, you're you're an excellent prospect. You got great speed, good balance. You you know, you come off the ball. All this stuff. You you know, you have long arms, which is great for pay. But I didn't even realize I do have very long arms. Which now they measure guys. Right. <laughs> they do more measure. that they yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I step on a scale and they tell how tall are you. But I mean, they, they didn't realize how valuable this is because you keep people away from you. And of course, you can use your hands. You can push. Them now it's just a pushing contest, but. Mm-hmm. When that guy said that, he said, You you know, you're you're an excellent prospect. He said, But you can't play it. I was maybe 220, 225. And he said, You're gonna have to be around at least two forty-five, two fifty. That's you know, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: that, like a wide receiver now, right? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I not only
1: lifted, which I'd always done, I mean I ate if this if this table was sitting in front of me and there was a higher caloric Content for this table and a steak, I'd eat this table. <laughs> so I, I left and, I, you know, this was the end of April, in the middle of April. I was like, let's say 220, whatever. I came back, I was 252 in, the, in the, the beginning of August. Wow. But you know what? I was faster and quicker than I'd ever been. I didn't slow down. I mean, it, I did it the right you had to way. You muscle on, right? Yeah, it certainly yeah. wasn't steroids, you know, yeah. but I did it the right way. And uh, I was faster and I played a lot of basketball but it was, you know, and I, after after I died in the heat for the first three or four days, and they iced me down actually one day. Didn't know if I was going to be around, but um, I played it probably in the high 240s. Ran a 4.7 to 5.40. So there's your speed, which when that was clocked, they were like, are you kidding me? They re, they re, they re- they measured the run it. because yes, they said right. that's a good time for a tight yeah. end. So this sounds like an old guy with a story, but it's all true. Anyway, it's, not a, it's a true story. And, you know, then you go to the NFL and, I mean, you know, you're, you're behind guys in my rookie year and there's only like three or four of us who made the team in St. Louis because they had just missed the playoffs by one game the year before. Mm-hmm. So it was a very veteran team. And, um, you know, the, the, I, I played enough from the position. I mean, I played every special team there was. I think it was one of the few guys who they never moved. I just stayed in that spot all year. But. I played enough from center, I think, that they could evaluate me. They being and the guy who was in front of me his name named Bob Demarco. Bob Demarco is a great guy. he was in the he's uh, he's one of the better centers to play in my time. Bob was uh, I think the Pro Bowl five times, and he was in his ninth year when I was my rookie year. But St. Louis was a terrible organization, which you know just just was just terrible organization from the top down, and and we lost constantly. We had fights, and it was just it was abysmal. But anyway, they, they wanted to get rid of Bob because Bob was a guy who would, you know, basically yell and scream at the coach, walk away, make the guy look like a fool, even though he kind of earned it. But, you know, you just can't do that. You shouldn't right. do that. Of course. So they came to me at the end of the season. We've watched you play. We know. We believe you can We believe you can play. We're, we're going to move DeMarco. The job is yours to lose. What do you think? And, of course, I felt bad about Marco because I like Bob. But I'm going, I think I can. I, I know I yeah, can. Yeah, I'll take it. Right? And yeah. the rest is history. So. Yeah. You know, and I, and I left St. Louis because it was a terrible organization. It broke my arm too long of a story. You guys don't have that much time and ended up in New York They moved out. John Schmidt, who's a super guy who I just was with at a reunion last year and had a fabulous time with John. They moved him out. He was basically done. They moved me to green Bay. And I think he was there one year. And then I fell apart after three years. And, um, you know, I, my only regret is that I didn't. Well, I didn't play in winning organizations, and I didn't stay healthy as long. I mean, nobody ever. The only thing I said, nobody ever beat me out. And that's true. Nobody sat me down. Right. It's just that I had multiple operations, <clears throat> months apart, and they kind of went. Oh, I think this guy's falling apart. So we're going. You know, they right. call you and say, "Oh, we have made this move," and and I talked to a couple other teams, but I knew I couldn't do it. I mean, I just come off an ACL operation. It really didn't work. So that was it.
0: Yeah, and you had—I mean, you didn't have a lot of physical therapy back then. Oh, you, can, you
1: see this. You see this. This is yeah. a cast from here to here. For for the listening audience, it was from my hand up to you know above my tricep for six months. Right. Now they take it off and look at elbow, right? There was like, literally yeah. no. There was literally no other than taking a cast off and going, "Yep, looks okay," or X-raying it. <laughs> nothing. Right. And I went, yeah. And, and, and no. Yeah. No athletic trainers. No. No. Well, not in the offseason. Not doing anything with this. So I mean, you know, rehab was like, what's that? Uh, I mean, at least in my case, and and I'm not, this is not, I'm not like, you know, trying to whine or cry, but I'm saying as earlier, well, people should be better and play at a higher level physically. That doesn't mean they will, because you have to have a mind and a heart to do that. But, and we'll talk about that as terms of, you know, working out and taking care of yourself now, Mm -hmm. uh, which has to be from you. Fortunately, I know a guy like you, but as you said earlier, we know each other and we both have the same attitude about it, even though you're on the technical side and I'm just a, Patient, right? But um, in those days, there wasn't a whole lot that they did. I mean, not intentionally, but it was pretty much, you know. So that really didn't help me last as long as I could have lasted. But the fact is that nobody ever beat me out, and I started for eight years. And right. and, that's, and so. you enjoyed it
0: and loved every. Yeah, it. I learned
1: a lot from it. It, it. it gets you to be very intense. That you know, you, you 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 don't. You just don't accept mediocrity. You don't accept people quitting. You don't accept losing you know i mean you just don't i don't
0: do you have like one maybe story that kind of sticks out as far as like beating a guy out or like a certain game or a certain you know center i don't know if you scored any touchdowns but you know what i mean like is there something that in your head like seems to be like a pinnacle kind of moment or a good story that you know people are always i'm very interested in you know what's nfl what's the nfl like what's the what's the Day to day life of an NFL center. You know what I mean? Like so. Well,
1: there's stories that I can't tell you that were off the field. Sure, and yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do a movie about 1974. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that I would. At least I wouldn't put attach my name to it. But, but in terms of on the field and who you play against, I mean, yeah, there, there are a lot of. I mean, I played against a lot of Hall of Famers, and many I've seen in golf outings and laughed and said, "I'm the reason why you're in the Hall of Fame," which means I never blocked them. And some of that's, you know, partially true with a guy like Bob Lilly, which this audience it might not mean much to, but um, I, I, you know, there, there, yeah, it, it was, um, it's nothing like it. I mean, you just, I mean, it's the ultimate, you know, it's, it's the highest level you can go. And of course you want to be the best of the best. I mean, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't just, once, once I was there and knew I belonged and could play, I did two things. The first one was I, I began to be, become complacent and this is probably not a nice story. And I had a guy in my fourth year, I think it was my fourth year. A guy who used to play green, he used to coach at Green Bay, and I and I don't remember, I shouldn't remember his name, but if I did, I wouldn't say that So I think he's passed away. This guy called me out in a in a film session. And I mean, I won't say won't say what he say I was playing like. Sure. And not bad. Not, I anything mean, nice. not bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I was ready to like fight the guy, but in reality, I knew exactly what he was saying was the truth. I was becoming complacent, I was becoming lazy, and I was just, it was, it was almost easy. It wasn't easy but it was easy. That yeah. changed me completely. I became what I should be. And that's very nasty, very aggressive. I changed how I ate. I ate just enough. So I'd be nervous for, I mean, I just did stuff that, and I became Anything to get I was itch. very vocal. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't have to get it. I now mentally had it and I didn't care who you, were. I, mean, I didn't care who you were. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't trash talk unless you, if you started trash talking, uh, you know, fine. I mean, I, I just, I try to make a fool out of it. I mean, or, yeah. but I tried to do it because I'd get you more insight, excited, excited than I was. Cause I knew that if you're trash talking me, either you, you're nervous, you're not sure, or you think that's going to scare me. And then I know I got you, but, um, that was, that was, that was definitely a, a turning point in, in how I conducted myself and my career and, and a lot of my life really. Um, and then, um, I guess one of the neatest things, and I think you've seen this video, was was in seventy five or well, six. The I want to ad- link
0: to the video in the show notes for sure. I remember that.
1: Yeah, um, the uh, in seventy five or seventy six, they had this thing called one on one, and it was done by NBC. And they would have two guys who would go against each other, like it could be offensive lineman, defensive lineman, linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, whatever. Okay, and they would highlight that and come tape it. And then the next, then they'd come out to your facility, your practice facility, on a Monday or Tuesday after the Sunday game. Interview you, interview the guy you were against at his place, and then play it the next week or whenever. So I'm walking out, you know, this is at Shea, and I'm well, we're playing New England Patriots, and I'm walking out of the, you know, coming out for pregame stuff with all the centers doing, looking for cameras and stuff. Because I'm, I mean, I, I was not a shy, okay? I, yeah. I was trying to make it, I was trying to take advantage of being in New York, which is one of the reasons <laughs> why I wanted to go to New York, and that ended up exactly where I wanted to go, and that's too long of a story. We'll do another podcast on that. But yeah, anyway, that's yeah, it. So, so, you know, one of the guys from, you know, so I, I knew a lot of guys with NFL films and all that stuff. And the guy goes, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine, man. How are you? Great. He said, hey, you're on the big eyes on you today, right? I said, yeah. And I kind of like, the big eye, what are you, you know, the big eye. I mean, because what, at that level, you, I mean, everything you do, they, they videotape. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know have videotapes anymore, but they record. I mean, you practice, standing on the sidelines, whatever. There's always, you know, somebody's always watching, so to speak, certainly for games and practice. So I said, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about the big eye? You talking about game film? He said, No, no, you don't know. I said, I don't know what. He said, Yeah, you and Sugar Ray Hamilton, Sugar Bear, I think it was his nickname. Sugar Bear. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna be the uh, you know, next week. Then he tells me what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be you two guys, we're, we're gonna we have a camera on you two guys the whole game, just you two guys, okay, dedicated to you two. And then they're gonna come out and interview you, they're gonna go up New England interview him, and then we're gonna play next week. I said, Are you kidding me? And he goes, No, you didn't know. I said, No. So now I'm like really tight. I mean, I'm cause I'm going, I, I, I mean, this is. You got to win those one. Oh, I have to win every. I have to. I have to be perfect. (laughs) And I wasn't perfect, but I definitely won that game. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. He he says the same thing. I think Wayne won this one, but but we're going to play him again up in New England. Believe it or not, in New England, I was even better then. And they kept (laughs) substituting him and another guy. He was he was smaller and quick, and the other guy was like you know some uh, a wrestler from Nebraska or whatever. Yeah. And I would just you know I just could handle them both based on. You know, I, I was at that point when I started to fall apart physically. I was so mentally into the game, and I really You to the right when they would laugh, or whatever. Well, I knew, I knew how to false key people. I knew how to read people. I mean, not I'm not like you know. I'm not. It wasn't easy, but I was really
0: yeah.
1: become a student of the game. And in terms of how I, my mind was and how I approached the game, it was the same thing. And I worked a little harder. I'd like to think I could have. Not. I like to think I know I could have worked harder. A lot of things I did. Which is a disappointment that falling apart. But when that came on and I saw that, and of course I have it again, you know, you've seen it, Eve. So, yeah, I want um, to see it again. It, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, you talk about it, it, that flowing hair. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just like it is now. It flew and it flew away. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it just makes you go back and you realize that, you know, where you were because you don't think of it now. And I don't think about it. And and when I realized I was there and, and you were there at the ultimate, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that mm-hmm. except for winning a Super Bowl. and. And then all the accolades that go along with it, but uh, that was definitely an interesting thing to happen and to have them focus on the two of us and yep. and 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 him, you know, and all this stuff about one of the best centers of the league and you know, that they were saying and then he was saying about me. So it was all like, wow, yeah, really, that cool. was fantastic.
0: So obviously, we did we NFL story, all this <clears throat> stuff, and the other stuff that I want to focus on. We talked about this is, you know, you are. 71 years young at this point. Right. Right, Correct. And, um, I don't look like I'm so definitely not. Definitely not. And so obviously you get to this point in your age and and I'll try to preface this the best way I can. You'll probably say it even better than me, but you got to take care of yourself at this point. Right. And no one's going to do that except for you. You know, you got to take care of your own body and, Um, considering the multitude of injuries that you've had. And, you know, we don't have to go into all that. There's there's not a point, but you've got, I've had a lot of injuries through NFL career and just with life and you can choose to, to go one way, which is just, you know, frankly, feel sorry for yourself, do nothing, you know, just continue to, to feel pain and get more immobile and go down that path. Or you can choose to, you know, stay as active as possible and, start sprinting like we've talked about and choose to eat a healthier lifestyle and choose to like really dig into what being healthy means and how you yourself can be the healthiest version of you at 71 and i really feel like you have exemplified this very well right in choosing that path not the other path so maybe just tell us now at what you're doing now to kind of keep yourself healthy like what kind of stuff you're doing because i think that's really interesting
1: well you know i i've I've been I've been fortunate and been blessed to 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 come through what I've come through, and be able to do what I do. I mean, many times when I after work out and I'll say jokingly to people, I said, you know, sometimes I'm amazed myself. But it really isn't it really isn't me. I'm amazed. It's that I'm that I'm so fortunate and so lucky that I can do what I do. At and the human body is capable, of that, <laughs> right? You know? After you've been beat up and and you know had so many things broken and fixed, and even since then with you know scopes of you know multiple scopes of knees and shoulder and two back operations and all that stuff so it it is what it is but what it is is and one of the things that that you and i you know mesh so so quickly right out of the gate is we were both very focused on exactly what you said and that is this is all i have and it's the ultimate investment and if i don't take care of this not you take care of it not us take care of it if i don't take care of it well you know that, that that's really stupid because I'm I'm just throwing away the the, the, the only thing I have and it's me whether it's my t- well obviously my hair I can not you know <laughs> if I could get it back I would but you know my t- whatever it is I mean so uh I'm I, you know and before that I don't you know it's it's like conventional wisdom which again I know you know what that means for our boy you know Sissons and in, in primal blueprint you know mm-hmm. he's I mean I don't I don't first of all I don't think I'm a doctor and I'm not here telling physicians what to do or you what to do but you, you know, you, you should, you, you know, sometimes very quickly if a person is just rubber stamping stuff or they really are engaged in their own industry. And that can be anything, doesn't it? And you're
0: talking about a healthcare practitioner, yeah. a doctor, a PT, a chiropractor, whatever. Sure, or,
1: right, or, yeah. or an engineer, or whatever. You know, right. it's it, 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 just like me when I was playing and, and I was doing well and starting, but I started to become complacent and lazy and and guy had to just basically destroy me in front of my teammates and before I, you know, before I realized, and I knew he was right. Right. So, and you,
0: you know, are ho- saying basically any profession,
1: you can be well, exactly and hopefully, hopefully, you know, people, you know, people were introspective enough to look at themselves, not not, you know, you can you can be if, if you're if you do that, and it becomes counterproductive, which means you're beating yourself to death. That's not a good thing. Right. Um, but if you look at it and understand what, that you why you are and that you are trying to achieve something. And in this case, it's just to be as good as I can be for as long as I can be. I mean, I'm not trying to live to be 90 years old or whatever the number is. I just want to be as, I just want to be as, do whatever I want for as long as I can. Yes, exactly. It's not length, it's quality of life. Mm-hmm. And that requires me to be very attentive. at all parts of life, not just the physical part, but obviously we're talking about. Yeah, it, but that stuff bleeds, I think, you well, know, that's wherever a, it
0: starts. It, you know, well, it that's an be, attitude. Yeah. As
1: they say, what the single thing you take in everything you do is your attitude. Yeah. So I'd like to think I do that with everything. I and mean, I'm sure I, I think I do, but to, to, to greater and lesser degrees, which I try to, you know, to adjust that. But, um, you well, know. I just think it's just so
0: powerful, kind of what you just said, because it's another reason that Wes and I get along so well. Like, you know, being a chiropractor, there's a certain chiropractic philosophy that's more conventional wisdom, and he chooses to broaden those horizons, right? Into and, and to look at your body in, in a completely different way, and to move it in different ways, and to and to, I don't know, just expand and, and try to do the best thing for himself and his patients at this time and not be kind of complacent and just follow a protocol like and i think that's kind of what we're trying to focus on in this podcast is shane is it, not to focus on mindset too much but like it is a mindset of like i'm gonna always try to do something be better right you can just choose to just be passive or you can choose to always be better and like i think it's a unifying theme you i, mean, know? Uh, I just heard a saying it was being Positively dissatisfied with yourself all the time, like always knowing you can be better, mm-hmm. like not hard on yourself, like but in a positive, yeah, way. but a positive. Like if if you're ever satisfied with yourself, you're screwed, because then you're just what he said, become complacent. You're just like, oh, I'm really ha-. like. I, if I ever walk out of the gym and I'm like, I crushed it today. I'm like, oh, that that doesn't tell me anything. I get no feedback. How am I going to be better the next time? So positively dissatisfied, I think, is a great like growth mindset in 100%. terms of progression. Yeah, yeah, and again, not doing it in a negative way. There's there's people that do or just. You know, it can rule their life, and it can actually yeah. become a hindrance and set up positively, dissatisfied. Yeah, it's like an oxymoron. It is, but it okay. makes sense. I like it. Yeah,
1: no, that's so cool. No, I mean, you, there's no question. You have to have you know internal drive. You have to have goals that you set for yourself. Yeah, right. I mean, but then the basics to me is understanding what it is we're talking about, and that is your own personal health and well being. It's not having someone tell you what to do, what you will listen to. Certainly, someone you re- you, mm-hmm. you respect their analysis of where you are in your life <clears throat> and you have to be realistic about where you are. There's a lot of things. I can't dunk a basketball anymore, but I can still go out and, you know, play a pickup game and shoot around. I mean, uh, whatever. But, um, if, if in anything you do, you, you should want to do it is very well, I think, you know, the I, and, and, um, certainly when it comes to, like I said, this is all I have, whether it's my teeth, my eyes, my whatever. I mean, like I, I smoked and I never really, I only smoked when I drank. So there were times when I smoked a lot. (laughs) I mean, not consecutively, but you know, one night and, and, uh, you would smoke cigars too, and, but never really chain smoked. never got up in the morning and lit up a cigarette. But when I realized, and not because of, not because of the hype and the, and the, you know, the, the lawyers who made tons of money off of, you know, tobacco and smoking, and they didn't do it for any other reason other than make tons of money. Mm -hmm. That's not what motivated me. It's because I learned more and more what smoking was doing to me, even my eyes, your skin, everything. It was all detrimental. You know, I'm not, not saying it was going to kill me. I wasn't worried about dying because I was smoking, and I didn't smoke that much anyway. But well, I affected your performance. It's, it's just like I was at yes. a party recently where we had, you know, certain types of very expensive liquor. It was almost like trying this stuff, you know, and it really, I mean, they had big cigars, and I'm, no, thanks. I just, you know, I mean, it, one wouldn't kill me, but I'm like what's the point? I, I don't, you know, I, I, I love them. They're great. They were great. I mean, but I just don't do it anymore because I understand the value or in this case, the negative and And it can be, you know, it can be, it can impact a lot of parts of you. So I, I, I don't I'm definitely not a health nut. I don't eat bamboo shoots and uh, don't wear Bergenstocks. Okay, so (laughs) so I'm a normal guy. I have no problem with with, you know, traditional medicine. But as you and I know, we've spoken about this so many times. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, traditional medicine means it's in the book and this is what they've always done. And they have no idea what they what researchers have found about genetics or whatever it might be. Then you're missing it. Then you're not getting better at what you're doing by, you know, learning and and, and taking where what's available. So that's where I I mean, I'd like to say I do that in everything I do. And I certainly do about taking care of myself, about working out. I mean, you and I have talked about squats where you could possibly right. squat what I did. But even though I had bad, even though i had been. No, you're not I, you're I, taller, but yeah, I, yeah, Oh, you no, no, no. No, yeah, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> I saw a guy. How much do you weigh? One sixty. Okay, I'm with this guy, and his name is Paul. This guy is deep squatting 235, 245, and he weighs 165. I've hit 245. Guy's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Of course, you know, if I did that, I'd collapse. You should see
0: our guy um, Nate, who's 170 pounds, and just squatted 405
1: yeah. the other day. Yeah, no, it's so He's a monster. You know, but obviously, the, as I say, you have to be realistic. That's not me anymore. Not my, my, you know, In terms of squatting, I try to do it to get as deep as I can. And I want to put more weight on it because I want to challenge myself. Can you dig in that?
0: little Like, I'm sure people are interested. Like, what is your workout routine right now? Like, what do you typically do?
1: Well, I try to, I try to bury it because the hardest thing to do is, is when you go over. And I live in Seabrook Island. I have some of my own weights upstairs. and I have elliptical. But also I also go over there because I like to do a lot of free weights and have everything. So sometimes it's tough to do that. The hardest part is getting in there, walking in the door, and doing the first exercise. But I know, but I usually just I'll do pull-ups and even if I'm gonna do five, which is you know my weight, it's not easy to do. You're
0: doing and five pull-ups at age seven. Five or one. six you know, yeah,
1: people yeah. our age and aren't
0: doing pull-ups. So yeah,
1: so I'll do pull-ups. I mean, and I'll do then I'll get dumbbells like fifty-pound dumbbells and doing it just slightly inclined. And I'll do like, you know, twelve of those or fourteen of those. Just that's that's my warm-up, okay? And I don't mean like this any big deal.
0: Sure. Because I don't
1: lift heavy weights anymore. I mean, I, I so then but one of the toughest, so I try to, I try to vary things. Okay. I don't do, I don't work. I don't lift every day, obviously, because it's important to rest your muscles, especially at, at my point, I think, but anybody's, but, um, but I might do, I might be over there two or three days in a row, not typically, but if I am, it's cause I'm doing different parts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm always, I'm always changing. I'm always rethinking it. Um, I don't know if you and I just spoke recently about, you know, about somebody who was trying to gain or lose flab or whatever. And, you know, you you have to be careful that you're not lifting too light. I mean, if you're sitting there doing 20 reps of, of whatever, that's probably – and you do three sets, that's, you know, that, that's okay. Yeah, but, yeah. but you're not going to – You're not, gonna We're not really, stimulating you're not, anything. <laughs> no, you're not going to build that. any muscle. Okay. You're yeah, yeah.
0: not toning with – Right. Well, we, that, won't go, we won't go. That's a whole – Which is protein. why I eat yes. a lot
1: of protein, which is why that, that – I mean, that's – I realize this is what I have to do to keep what I want and to feel good about it. And it's not for anybody else. I don't care if anybody's watching. I don't care if anybody looks at me, anybody says anything. You, you know, that's not why I do it. Good. I do it because I want to do it and I believe in it. And I feel better when I do it. So,
0: And the research so, backs it up, man. So, yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I vary stuff. And you do, you know, my shoulder, my Power Clean Plus that I talk about. That is yep. one of the toughest things to do, man. And I didn't only do it with 105 110 pounds, okay? That's yeah. still but that he's, So, he's Power brutal. Cleaning
0: and he's doing basically like a push press. Or yeah. I
1: mean, you, when you start down, you know, you start down here and you pounds. boom, yeah. come up to here and then you go back down. So, it's almost like a squat and you're doing your, you're doing your, you're, you're getting more, more tension on your quads. Yep. So when I do squats, I'm now getting in on my hamstrings and my glutes and my calves, you know. Sure. So, 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 that so it balances yeah. that. So I, those two, I I do those two definitely three times a week. And I'll do at least two or three sets of each.
0: Are you still sprinting at all? I know that yes, you're I haven't about.
1: been at the beach for a while to sprint. But yeah, I, I go to the beach and I like to do maybe a you know 50, 55 yard sprint. And I will go, I mean, i i you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna I don't know that. I'm, you know, certainly, but
0: are you going all out? Or you oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I eye. try
1: to explode off the line, okay, and and then I'll. I mean, I'm certainly. Let's say I'm in, I'm attempting to be at ninety percent. I mean, I don't know if, what it is. I mean, I, I don't know what I run it in there for. Sure, if I'm ninety yeah. percent of if if I run it in six seconds, it, what's ninety percent of six seconds? Uh, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Five five seconds, five point four seconds. I've never done that, but I do know that you know I'm not I'm not like leaning, you know, to break the tape so I might fall down and kill myself. Um but but yeah, 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 I don't need that. And then I'll do karaoke, which I really and then I'll then I'll backpedal too. And karaoke you know what they are. So Mm -hmm. so that those are the three or four things I do at the beach. I just
0: think that's amazing. I don't think enough people do that. Like I bet we could not, you know, count in our hands the amount of seventy-one year olds that I know that sprint an all out sprint on the beach and do karaoke's and backwards running and power cleans and deep squats and,
1: and then do other stuff, for curls, years. Dips. I mean, I'm always trying to find something that's After better.
0: Multiple surgeries, multiple injuries. yeah. And yeah. Multiple well,
1: I mean, I thank God I can do it and I can. So I'm going, well, I should. And I'm, and, 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 you should, and that's what's keeping, But guess who's going to win by doing it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to look better to myself. Again, I'm not walking around waiting for compliments. Right. Um, so I do it because, I mean, it's going to benefit me completely. So why wouldn't I say it's to me? It's a question. Why wouldn't you? It's
0: such, it's, it seems so easy in our brains, right? It like there's so, so much sense. It makes so much sense. Like nothing why? else seems to make sense.
1: You know, that. I eat what I want and I enjoy what I eat, but you know, it's a great feeling, you know, that you put good fuel in there. So yeah. you know what you'll burn, you know, carbs, you don't burn, you can store them. And you know, how I don't have to tell you, you know, how all that works, but you know how yeah. it's so important to understand what, Food, not food groups, like the, the pyramid, which we know is a joke, but it's, it's conven- But it's, pre- it. the front but it's a, it. yeah, it's conventional yeah. wisdom, so that's where people can get you know sucked into it and follow this stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> which you never did, which is what attracted me to your understanding. And you and I both were just that way out of the gate. We didn't. we I didn't. You did. You showed me a lot, but and I might have shown you a few 100% things. That, you, you know, did. so. Yeah. So um, you know that I, I just it just makes so much sense. and t- to know that I enjoy what I eat like you know beef and 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 chicken and fish and all, you know vegetables and fruits I enjoy them but it's nice to know that I'm cooking, you know and I'm very careful where I get it um, you know so I know it's it's organic and I know the difference you know, they're very very stages of organic you so. don't want
0: salmon from Jamaica trust me right it's well, not you know or you.
1: chicken from China right yeah. so I mean uh, which I understand that that, that you know, the, the, the big catch is when it says born and raised in America, the chicken, what it means it's been slaughtered and processed in China. And I wouldn't I don't I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. So all that stuff just it all makes sense to me. It's logical. It's reasonable. And and you feel good for it. So that's a pretty. Yeah. That's a very no strong brainer. reason. To yeah. Talk. No brainer.
0: That's good. So we, what, at the end is perfect. Again, another perfect segue to just we'll just do a couple spitfire questions. So just kind of first thing that comes to your brain. Put it out there, okay? There are about some good ones in here. I think you'll like them. <laughs> okay, ready? Sure. All right. What are you the best at? Talking. Great. No, no, actually, I would, hope it's,
1: <laughs> I would hope it's listening. Okay. I would hope it's listening because that's how you gain the knowledge you and I have, have gained from each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are you not so good at? What do you suck at?
1: Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm a very emotional person. Um, and I, it's called Passion, which I'm thank God I have, but sometimes I can let my emotions become a little too front and center. So, and emotions are great, passion's great, but you have to control it. Yeah. So, controlling my emotions, I'm not out of control, but at times I can, you know, I can fly off the handle. I need to do a better job.
0: We all have things that we need to work on, we're not perfect, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> what is your walkout song? My what. Your walkout song. So if you walked out on stage and you wanted one song to play as you walked out on stage, what would it be?
1: Oh, I don't there are many, but New York, New York might be
0: one. Oh, okay. That's one we haven't heard That's before. That's too. <laughs> <even think> <laughs>
1: yeah, it. it's true. Well, I'm just, see, I can sing that song. So I have that, you know, I have that right there on the phone, which, yeah. works, which works in my car. And I am allowed to sing that song because I was big in the biggest city in the world. There you go. <laughs> and it was a great time. Trust me, it yeah. was a great time. I'll be interested in how you. Uh, Off the field as well as on the um, field. I'm
0: sure. Um, what's your favorite cartoon? One of our random questions that we ask. So.
1: My favorite cartoon?
0: Yeah, it could be past, present,
1: or yeah. Future, I'm, trying, I guess. I'm trying to think of some cartoons. Gosh, I don't know that. I don't remember the last time I saw a cartoon. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I don't know. that that I have a time limit here. So. Okay, no. And, okay. <laughs>
0: What's the worst car you ever owned? Hmm.
1: The worst car I ever owned? Well, I don't know that I didn't, but my wife owned a, this might sound a bit, you know, aloof or whatever. But she, <laughs> she, bought, and she bought it because she wanted to and she earned it. But she had a Mercedes ML when they first came out or maybe the second year. Uh-huh for mercedes and for that kind of car it was the biggest piece of junk I'd ever. oh well there was one before that actually a jeep that was really not not a, not a jeep like a ragtop, but i mean a jeep like you know the wagon not wagoneer whatever they call you're it yeah 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 it was i mean the fit and finish was pitiful they were terrible
0: okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you wouldn't have been i guess in your case let's call it a football player what do you think you would have been
1: I mean, I probably. I mean, would I want to be or what? I mean, you're asking me now to look back, or you're you no,
0: no, more like yeah. What would you want to be? So like, say, you know, I could have chose a different path. Football wasn't an option. What would I have done? Like, yeah, the stars have aligned.
1: Oh, I know. don't know. I mean, I love music. I mean, I could have been an entertainer. I'm not saying I could have been in terms of I should have been, but I could, you know. I see, been yeah, you're a dancer. I could see that. I know. I, know, I, definitely I love to dance, so yeah. that's why. I mean, that you, you have to, to be an athlete. You have to have good feet, good balance. And I'm telling you, I'm a good dancer, but. um, I mean, that would have been fun. I mean, obviously, I enjoyed my run and I've been in various businesses and, and um, a leadership role there is, is very important. I enjoyed that. And um, when you get to this point in your life and even now, I can say 30 years ago or 25 years ago, that's really what you should be doing. As I said, you know, adults should be good examples for children, not the other way around. And uh, I don't, you don't see much of that anymore.
0: True. Sure. What was the last TV show you watched?
1: Other than the sporting event. Yeah. Well, well, the it be a sporting, sporting event? event. What's the last well, the thing I like saw? Literally the last literally thing I saw was uh what well, yeah. was um it was the um the uh PGA um tournament at uh at greenbrier which is one of my favorite places. Yeah, I yeah. played that course. It's have you? Uh, okay. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great course, beautiful place, gorgeous place, now, love it. So that's the last thing. That's the last thing I watched.
0: Um, my father-in-law, he's a huge golfer, and he was also in the military. as a colonel in the Air Force, and he told me fun fact of that place that underneath yeah. the golf course the is an underground bunker. So yeah. during the nuclear oh, wow. kind of like scares, that's where the entire Senate would have been moved to yeah. had there been like a nuclear attack. And yeah. so it's like provisioned out and everything because
1: it's all it's all like surrounded by at least. I don't know if it's in a bowl shape, or, but it's it's pretty well surrounded by, you know, mountains. Well, actually, their hills are not really that, t- that high, but... Uh, I know.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last, last one. What's the last book you read?
1: <sighs> the last book I finished or I'm reading now? Uh, you finished. The last book I finished, because I'm not good at finishing. Okay,
0: last book you read, then, is fine.
1: Well, I'm reading multiple books now, and there's some I want to buy. One is, what is it, The Ten Principles of Life by a brilliant man. His name is Father Spitzer. He happens to be a Jesuit priest. You can see him every, this is not a commercial, you can see him every Wednesday night on EWTN TV, which is the Catholic channel, so it doesn't scare people. We'll link not, to it not, for sure. We'll not link not to, the show to convert people, but yeah. the guy's name is Father Spitzer. What is his first name? But I don't. You, you, yeah, we'll you, find if you it. And link Father to Father Spitzer. He is absolutely brilliant. It's like it's like listening to. And I was a classical political philosopher, uh, political science guy, and and, and and really spent time in that. Still <laughs> Many do. Talents, still do. And and I find you know classical political thought is just so deep and so interesting. Yeah. And one thing we do do today that that. This guy Spitzer does fabulous, And the guy's really, really interesting, very animated, very, you know, just uh, is is it, it's interesting today how we speak and forget the fact that our language is terrible. I mean, it's it's corrupted and, and it's, it's sad how foul our language is. Nobody says it. nobody doesn't even move people anymore, which is part of the reason why we are as a, where we are as a culture. But that's not my that's a message. But what I'm saying about this man is when you speak. Like I am now, we just say so many things, and I speak words, and you guys take it in. You speak words, I take it in. And in many cases, people really don't have an understanding of the specifics of what they mean by what they say. They generally do, but I mean, you know, what is a lot? What is quality? What is good? What is, you know, sure, what is, what is, um, moral? What is, you know, whatever? I mean, we all just speak these words and. And when you get into classical political thought and you listen to a guy like Spitzer, who is also very, you know, in, in, into the religious part of, of um, dialogue, it's unbelievably fascinating to me because you really, really, really define what words, you know. What it's true, make. like in, in
0: healthcare, for instance, like, which I forgot to ask you, you're so good about it, like what your definition of health is. So we'll end on that. But like, it's, you know, the definition of being healthy has probably, don't you think, been skewed quite oh, yeah. a bit? Perfect. Like it's, it's at this point, it's, it's just being not sick. It's not you're surviving, you're right? And thriving. that's what we focus on this podcast too: is well, like you're definition you're being thriving. You know, we only have one body, quality of life, etc. Like most people don't think about that, that. We just think, oh, as long as I'm not sick, I'm healthy. Like that's not, in my opinion, not true. Well, so that,
1: that's what I admire about what you guys do, and, and obviously. Both of you, but I'm speaking to Eve because I was with Eve before he came here and started his own business. And he didn't just start his own business because he's following a trend and he wants to make a lot of money. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that to be rewarded for what you do. That's what's called a free culture, and that's why America was the greatest country in the world. Now we're on the precipice of you know going the other way. But when you when you lose it, it's the drive, desire, and, and as well as are held accountable for what you do then the results should be really good for everyone. And in terms of health, you know, and in terms of conversations we've had this entire time mm-hmm. and working with you, what it means so much to me and should other people is understanding. I think the human anatomy and how it works is just, and I'm not, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but it's fascinating. Yeah, it, is. Yep. it is unbelievable how it makes up for itself and, and, you know, puts out enzymes and all this and, 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 and hormones to, 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 to make you better or to counteract something or to help you, do, you know, flight or flight, whatever it is. I mean, it's fascinating to me how I work, how we work. So I want to know more about it so I can work better and feel better. And, you know, today it's like everything else is, is commercialized and everything else is sold strictly by the people who can make money off of it. And they're not held accountable for what they're saying, let alone us agreeing on the definition of what is being said. Um, You know, but I know when I'm talking to you that you don't say things that aren't a true. You qualify them. If you're not certain about exactly Mm -hmm. to what degree that is correct. Right. And I know what your goal is. Your goal is not sure you want to be rewarded and you should be. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong. The human, human nature wants to do well for itself. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem with that? There isn't any, in right. my mind, as long as it's a, you know, as long as you're held accountable for what you do and you're honest and it's a reasonable goal. And, you know, so yeah, probably that's, that's probably. what that's what drives you is to be better at what you're doing and know more because there's so much more to know. And when that happens, you know, uh, we should be better for it.
0: Great. Great. That's a great way to end it. I love it. We get cut off in an hour. We could talk just about those four statements for another hour. But got to got to cut it. Thanks a lot, Wayne. I appreciate it. Thanks for it, having man. me. My Yikes. pleasure. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. We got five and I need more. I know you're out there. Write a little something. If you like it, give us five stars. See you later. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, or we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.